Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Yes, yes, Beamaz and Beamer, welcome in. This is a good song, objectively speaking, good song. Lenny Kravitz? Yeah, what's Lenny doing nowadays? He's still uh, making music? I haven't seen Lenny Kravitz since he was uh, with Katy Perry at the halftime show of the Super Bowl. And I think that might have been, you know, five or six years ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Lenny's still making music? He was in a Hunger Games movie. That's the last time I saw Lenny Kravitz. What's he doing? Hunger Games, Super Bowl performance, and further albums. Look up Lenny Kravitz. In (laughs) April 2019, or 2018, he released a new album... He's already working on a follow-up to that album released in 2018. Haven't heard any of it, but that song's that's, great. That's he had <laughs> that's a, all he, you need. <laughs> he had a great run in the mid '90s uh, with some great music, and even in the early 2000s. So yeah, I agree. It's a good song. Not, I, w- I wouldn't say. I want to say big fan. Not a big fan. No, I, I, I couldn't name like five songs. But I like him a lot. I feel like every song I hear is good. Yeah, I know his hits. I think to be a fan, you'd have to know stuff that wasn't played on the radio. At least one yeah. wasn't a hit. Right, exactly. Um, well, anyways, I'm glad we have it as a bump. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, BMS and Beamer here on WBEN. We're going to take a look at the news. Speaking of music, Joe, did you see this? I know I, I thought about you because I thought yes. you might be one of these people. Not with this album. Um, but there were complaints. I, I was I was laughing. I was having a grand old time <laughs> reading this story on a few uh, websites over the past uh, several days. Taylor Swift has a new record, which is just her singing songs. It's her redoing an old record. Yeah, Red. Was Which the is, next, last one she did. you know, normally you would say that is a lazy person, right? If I'm just, oh, we have a new album coming out. It's just us doing all the songs <laughs> that are on one of our old popular records, and we switch them up a little bit. Now, normally I would call that lazy, but she has a good reason for doing it, right? She, she doesn't own the songs and the recordings on the original record, so right. she's making it again so that she owns the rights to all the music. And most of it sounds the exact same. It does? Which is good, yeah. So for the, if you were to play them uh, for me, and I you know, know them just from hearing it in the background of 
shopping malls or something like that. I would Mo- think it's the same thing. Most of them, because because the ones that were hits that she's redone, most, not all, most are exactly the same. She did do a different spin on a song or two, but the ones you would know, they sound the exact same. Okay, so and then people will be shamed into using the ones that she owns, and not, well, of course. The, not the other ones. Yes, of course. Um, so uh, that you know, normally it's a this is good business. Normally, I'd say it's a lazy band. This is good business. Yes. The Dead Boys did this without, you know, I mean, half of them are actually deceased. Right. Um, and they released uh, their uh, Young, Loud, and Snotty again, and they re-recorded it, and it sounds awful. That's lazy. Oh, it sounded awful? It didn't sound good? No, it's just yeah. terrible. This is Smart Business yes. by Taylor Swift. So she redid her, re- her record, super popular. It's like the most downloaded thing ever. Everyone was talking about it this past weekend. Yeah. And it's not just streaming. Most people will get it on their phones, they'll look at it streaming, something else like that. She's also, like a lot of uh, artists do nowadays, printing vinyl records of this. Yep. A vinyl record making a comeback. I think more artists are, if they're making any physical media, they're doing so on vinyl more so than CD. I find it almost hard to find CDs sometimes. Yeah, and you're seeing those vinyl uh, sections expand at different stores around the area. Meanwhile, I can't find a CD anywhere. Right. I still love CDs. It's yeah. the superior audio format. But no, no one wants them. Anyways, <laughs> it's beyond the point. So uh, she's released Red, Taylor's version, an exclusive vinyl edition. It was a box set, a four LP box set that she released at Target. And so fans got their hands on it this past weekend. They're listening. They're slapping it on the record player. And Joe, surprise, surprise... Taylor Swift fans are not exactly audiophiles with huge sound systems who are uh, fiddling around with their stereo all the time. Yes. Probably the first time they're putting a record uh, and putting the needle down. But, you know, here's the thing, because I don't find I don't think of myself as someone who's, you know, that smart when it comes to playing vinyls. But I do know the switch on the side, and if I start a record, I start an album, and it doesn't sound good, I know to you know, fiddle with that switch until it sounds right. Well, you have a switch, so like my record player, I'd have to take the uh, platter off, and I switch the belt oh, wow. from one to another. Old belt school. drive, better sound, the motor's off in the corner, doesn't you know interfere with it, just you know, a little pro tip. Well, Anyways, yeah. um, so <laughs> people slapped it on. And they're like, why does Taylor Swift sound like zombie Elvis? <laughs> why Taylor Swift sounds like a man. These are the actual reviews that were left on the Target website. It was a Target exclusive vinyl. I love reading all these. I was thumbing through them. I mean, it is hilarious. Um, let's go to another one. Mine has a man singing on every track. That's uh, one. The title was confused. Another uh, comment, doesn't sound like Taylor. Does anyone else's vinyl sound like a man is singing? Like, it doesn't sound like Taylor at all. All my other vinyls sound right. Um, So people were very confused. Well, as it turns out, Taylor Swift's new record was pressed at 45 RPM. Right. Not something that, right, (laughs) you would normally uh, do that. But... People who bought the record didn't realize there's different speeds. 45s used to be the flavor of the day way back when. Yes. And you can still buy, a, you know, a lot of bands press singles still. Uh, but it was a, a box set of 45s that Taylor put out. Not your typical 33 RPM record. No one had any clue to look at the number on the uh, on the printing on the record. 
Um, and I just thought it was hilarious. So if you're, because I know most in our audience are probably going to get that for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> it, just it, remember, Or give it for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That maybe. Maybe put a note uh, if you are gifting this to someone just to make sure they know so they can enjoy uh, Taylor's version of Red, which... I mean, if you've listened to the station, you know I, I am a fan of Taylor Swift. And yes, I have listened to uh, some of her new, uh, new version of her old album. Sounds pretty good. And if you want to support uh, Taylor Swift and, you know, actually have her get the money for the music she's made, this is the one to get. Yeah. 45 adapter, a little note, something like that. Just, uh, you know, hey, just so you're aware. <laughs> You might have to fiddle with your turntable. The 45 adapter. You know, a few years ago, I got my parents a uh, turntable for Christmas so they could play their old records that have just been sitting around collecting dust for as long as I can remember. And, and that's when I, you know, learned about, hey, what? This this 45 doesn't fit on the table. And I learned of the adapter <laughs> that the, the, the gift I had bought, I learned that the adapter was at the bottom of the box and that, you know, that does go with it. That's not just a random piece to throw away. So I, I thought it was uh, pretty funny to read those reviews. I was having a good time on the internet. And by the way, 1989, which is my favorite Taylor Swift album, um, will be the next one to get redone. Yeah, at 33 uh, RPM this time, just yep. to avoid any confusion. Probably after all this. <laughs> um, elsewhere in the news, did you see Staples Center is changing its name? Yes. It's now going to be the Crypto.com Arena. Staples Center in Los Angeles, home of the Lakers, the Kings, and a whole host of other entertainment events is changing its name for the first time in history. Uh, crypto.com arena you know i i don't think that necessarily rolls off the tongue no but joe i was saying to you earlier i think that this is um surprising in the fact that staples was able to remain the sponsor of this for such a long period of time i can't think of the last time you've really been to a staples used staples i mean that seems like one of the companies that kind of falls by the wayside yeah i mean staples I can't remember the last time I heard of Staples, except for when I'm watching an event that's at Staples Center. But, you know, Brian, it's something I didn't even think about because Staples Center has always been Staples Center, right? It's always been you do that flyover. What's it say on the roof? Staples Center. Yeah. I didn't think of it until you brought it up this morning. Like, yeah, it took till 2021 for the Staples Center to be right. renamed because I haven't heard the, yeah, we got that commercial in over a decade. It's been forever. Staples Center is more well-known than Staples the brand. Yes. <laughs> People know the arena. It, that's There's only one of them, more than they know Staples, which used to be in every plaza across America. They probably think Staples is someone's name, right? And it's it <laughs> Mr. named after the Mr. Staples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Staples. He named the center after himself. I, I was uh, thinking about this, though. It is probably the only corporate sponsorship named arena that would be considered i don't know if i want to go iconic you know it's not the la forum but right. it's up near that level of it's one of those well-known venues across america and you really don't have that when, when you think of other well-known venues you know i think of madison square garden you know the la forum um lambeau field right. Uh, the L.A. Coliseum, you know, some of these big famous things. None of those have the corporate name. Staples was, I think, the one that kind of broke through. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, you have all the big events there. I, I think it being in L.A. obviously helps. But you've got the Lakers, which are a storied franchise. You know, Kobe played there. It's all all that, but it's Staples. You're right. You look at 
Madison Square Garden, another, I would say Madison Square Garden's up there with a legendary. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, yeah, that's certainly iconic. You know, no, and you would never think of putting a, a company's name on no. Madison Square Garden. No, even around here, though, Joe, when you think about the arena, I, I mean, people, the odd, you know, yeah. that's the famous name. Ralph Wilson Stadium, that's the name that people still kick around. It, it's not the corporate name the corporate, yeah. that seems to stick for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because it changes more pilot field even. Yeah. Was Pilot a company way back? I was too young to. I don't think I was born. I have no when idea. Pilot Field was named. It was I, named after Joe Pilot, who oh, flew yeah. the planes over Buffalo. Mr. Pilot. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's those names that yeah. kind of stick with you from Michigan Stadium. You know, it's um, it, it, things like that. A lot of the big college stadiums named, you know, don't have the corporate name on them. The ones right. that you think of. Notre Dame, Michigan. But there's very few of those where you're like, oh, yeah, that's... You know, crypto.com. Yeah, crypto.com. <laughs> That's, you know, the bet, you know, whatever arena, T-Mobile right. Center. Um, you know, that, they don't really rise to that level. But Staples did and no longer. Christmas is when it changes its name. And, you know, the NBA plays on Christmas, so there's probably an event at the crypto.com oh, yeah. center on that's, Christmas Day. That's to, the big kickoff. Right, and the first thousand fans get a, get a free subscription to crypto.com. Get a Bitcoin? Yeah. I mean, that would be something. That would be a hell of a gift. Could you see, you know, we, we talk about the lines on Black Friday. Could you imagine the rush to be one of the first thousand to an NBA game if they were <laughs> giving away Bitcoin? Yeah, that would, uh, I wouldn't want to be in that line. By the way, I think uh, Ralph Wilson Stadium would be on the list of uh, legendary stadiums, iconic stadiums. I To us... Yeah, I don't think. But you've had big events the happen there. You've had big AFC Championship games there from the run, like thirty years ago, though. Well, yes, yeah. there has not really been a big event at that you know a nationally uh, where everyone's paying attention to it since yeah. those games that are thirty years That's ago. Really now. sad. You're right. And back, it was Rich Stadium, so it yeah. wouldn't have been known as Ralph Wilson right. Stadium when yeah. that happened. That's so, a good point. You know, I think that's uh, a little bit interesting. And uh, all right, we'll uh, go to elsewhere in the news. The governor was in town yesterday, Kathy Hochul, uh, hosting a COVID briefing from Buffalo, talking about the rising COVID rates. At some point, if the numbers don't start on a downward trend, we're going to have to talk about larger protocols, which we all know are available to us. They're all available to us. So this is the warning. The warning is going out loud and clear today, and I truly hope that the community at large will listen to this because it doesn't have to be this way. All right, so there's the warning. Kathy Hochul, Governor Kathy Hochul, with the warning that, all right, we're... We're going to slap back on those restrictions. They're coming back. That's what she was saying, yeah. If we don't change. And I always, you know, there comes a point in time where you always start to think about this. I, you know, it's a, if we don't change, you know, if we, we don't do this, this is your warning, right? Well, we're going to have to bring the restriction back. And I always think, like, what is, if you get a warning somewhere, there's usually like an immediate action that you can take. Being like, all right, I'll correct my behavior. Right. You you get pulled over. You ran through a stop sign. Yes. And the officer is nice enough to say, listen, you kind of rolled through it. This is your warning. 
it's going down though. Next time you're gonna get a ticket. Right. And, and you so, know that next stop sign, the cops right behind you still to, yeah. <laughs> to stop the car. You stop now. You go to a stop sign, and for at least the next week or so, you're coming to a fully complete stop, and uh, you know you're not kind of doing the California roll on through. Especially where that cop was. Yeah. You you get um you know you get a a couple of penalties in a game. You know that's a warning. Hey, the next time you taunt somebody, you're going to be thrown out right. of the game. So, all right, you can change your behavior just a little bit. You get a warning. We're going to slap restrictions back on you if we don't see a change in the COVID numbers. What exactly am I supposed to do here? Right. Except now I'm just fearing. By the way, it's 9 o'clock. So. I, also, what is going on outside? The, there's, I, uh, someone is mowing the window outside of our studio. Um, <laughs> it's what it sounds like. Not a distraction. Uh, but, but no, it, it's, it's, what it, am I supposed to do? Here's, here's your warning. Right. We're, the restrictions are coming. We can do it. You all know that we can do it. We can come right back with these restrictions if these numbers don't change. So you better do it. What? Me? Right. What am I supposed to do? And it's a day after the county executive said some said similarly that he will also take action if these numbers don't go down. So, I mean, what do we need to do? Do we just need more people to go get tested so the number isn't as high? So the positivity rate isn't high? It makes sense when less people are getting tested that the positivity of people who think they might be sick that actually have COVID would be high. But you don't hear that mentioned in these press conferences, the joint press conference we had two days ago, uh, the governor in town yesterday. It, it, it's again, it's, hey, it's the holiday season. Remember last holidays when half of the town was shut down, you had to go to Niagara County to get your hair cut. We could do that again if you don't get these numbers down. But again, like Brian said, what do you want us to do? What's what's the action that I can take right now to stop that from happening? Is it to, I need a haircut. Is it to not go get my haircut? Is it to not leave the house again? Is it Your hair to looks great. not go grow? I mean, what is it that's going to do, right? We spoke with a couple of doctors throughout the show this morning. If you missed our conversation, Dr. Tom Russo, always great to have him on. Dr. Cho Chow, great to have him on. And we talked about some of these things. This should all be, and this is a point I brought up to Dr. Chow, and he said, well, yeah, I mean, you're going to kind of have this, right? If you are vaccinated, and, you know, somebody will point out, well, she's asking people to get vaccinated. Okay, but it, she's not in this talking about vaccination. She's talking about case numbers. And case numbers can happen even amongst vaccinated people. Right. You don't need to look at the Ottawa Senators' fully vaccinated hockey team who are postponing games because COVID is spreading through their locker room amongst vaccinated people. You can look in your own. I just yesterday, family member, fully vaccinated. Test positive with right. COVID. We'll be fine. But listen, this is not, if we're going by the cases, which is apparently what we're doing here, yeah. then it's not just vaccinate. It's something else. And we talked about how predictable should this be? You look in the southern states in the summer months. What was the, the headline? I can tell you what the headline is because I pulled it up in Vanity Fair. Oh. Ron DeSantis, angel of death. Right? <laughs> Now, you're not hearing that about Michigan right now, which, by the way, has, if you look at total population fully vaccinated, about 10% less of the total population in Michigan fully vaccinated is a, a, a opposed to Florida, yet one of those governors is anti-vax and the other isn't. 
though one has the higher <laughs> rate of vaccination opposed right. to the other. <laughs> uh, but, you know, forget about that. We're not hearing the same out of Michigan. It's somehow a big question. It's how is this happening? Well, now they're way down in the southern states, these case numbers, and they're rising in the Midwest, in the Northeast, whether it's Vermont, all across New York State, Michigan, you name it. It's happening here. And what are we supposed to do on an individual level to stop a seasonal infectious disease right. from acting within its season? Um, short of never leaving the house. Because if that's what we're being asked to do, I, I think most people would say that's probably not what's going to happen. It's not a realistic request. Sorry, it's I, not. Is this going to be every year now? Every year you're going to threaten with restrictions. Every year you're going to tell us that we need to stay locked in, in our house. It's People are over it. That's not going to happen. So, I, you know, I don't know. For a long time, if we look back a year ago and we spoke with anybody – anybody it seemed like we were all under the assumption we're going to get a vaccine get it out there everybody who wants the vaccine is going to take it eventually that's going to be the majority of people will take it and then we for better or worse move on yes and we're kind of long past that point uh, but we're still kind of making distinctions still making threats and still acting like we're going to change something by doing all that. And I'm not exactly sure where we come from with that. Uh, we have to take a break, but 803-0930 if you want to weigh in. You heard the governor say yesterday, well, it's on you. It's <laughs> it, it's on you to stop the spread of uh, COVID, vaccinated or not, or, uh, you know, what, whatever <laughs> – is uh is your way uh, get another shot or get a first shot or something like that and it's on you or else the restrictions are coming back so what are you doing differently what does your thanksgiving look like are do you have people asking are you vaccinated are you not um is there requirements to go to your family thanksgiving are you having one at all what does life look like 803-0930 to weigh in bmas and beamer on wbe Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Beamaz and Beamer and the lawnmower. That's right. Back here. And uh, it's our last episode together until Thanksgiving. So, we have half half hour left. (laughs) Well, Beamaz, we're going. So, after Thanksgiving. Unless you're coming in on Thanksgiving and doing a show. I'm not. No. Yeah. All right. So until the Monday after Thanksgiving, this we'll is see. our last show. And then we'll see. Hopefully. I hope we're back together. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks for being with us, BMS and B. We're talking a little bit about the governor's visit yesterday. And, you know, what does it mean to you? You know, you're, if nothing changes, we can slap the restrictions back on. I Are you changing the way that you do your Thanksgiving holiday? Are you changing the way... That you go about your business over the next several months? Or are you trying to go about your business? Um, I, I think that's kind of where most people are. But I do think that Thanksgiving can get a little tricky. When you're bringing a family together, a lot of people, a lot of different views. I think uh, you know the most healthy families will just all get together and let it go. Yes. Um, but I definitely think that there's a lot out there. I mean, there are polls that I don't believe, Joe. Yeah, I don't believe at all. The one I think you're going to reference here. Um, but I mean, there's a one poll out that says 75% of people are limiting Thanksgiving gatherings, and about half plan to ask their guests about vaccination status. I believe the second part of that. You do? Yes. I don't believe either. I think both those numbers are pretty high. I. I do believe because I know of people that ask my vaccination status just to come over, just to hang out, who have asked my vaccination status in the last three months. I that has not happened to me once. I, I I don't know if that's maybe like me and my you know your your own kind of personal bubble and you know that clouding what you think of the rest of the country and what is actually going on, but. That just has not happened to me once in my uh, circle or anything it's, it's, like that. It's only happened to me once, but it has happened to me. And uh, I mean, I you know, I, I don't hang out with many people, so I just assume I, I would not be surprised of that that fifty percent. I would be surprised if that seventy five percent number is true because out of the people I know, the people I talk to, 
I don't know one person that's going back to last year's Thanksgiving model. I know most people are having full Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. and hanging out for the Bills game. That's their Thanksgiving. And, and oh, yeah, many I people doing about the, the Bills game on top of it. Many people doing the turkey trot, and after the turkey trot, you file into the to the convention center and have a few adult beverages. And I still think, even though um, you know we were told that the police can knock on your door if there's more than ten people inside your house last year, remember that uh, whole yeah. thing going down. Um, I, I still think that. Last Last year, you know, there was a lot of household. People are getting together. Uh, the exception, somebody chiming in on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. You can too, 803-0930. Call in with what it's going to be like in your house, 803-0930. Um, this person saying holidays are going to be immediate family over. Have a 90-year-old mother living with us, and my husband is a Roswell patient. So they're asking vaccination status. They're doing, And that's kind of the obvious case, right? The obvious scenario of where that would be true. But I also think that that's, um, you know, an extreme scenario, and that's probably not 50% of households across the country. Or definitely 75%. But this this text is something I was talking about earlier in the week, Brian, of, you know, something... Uh, a lot of people in positions of power in our government don't think that, you know, we have the, the mindset or the sense that... Look the situation here. You have a 90-year-old mother living with, with them, and um, the person's husband is a Roswell patient. Well, obviously, then, you need to be more mindful of the virus because you have people who are high risk. Most people, most people in the United States are, you know, they, they have the mindset of that. And, yes, if they have someone high risk in their household or coming to their Thanksgiving, they'll obviously make the adjustments. Again, I don't think that's 55% or 50%. I don't think it's 75%. But we're smart people, most of us, are smart human beings, and we will take the necessary precautions if they need be in our setting. Or you can look at the other side of this yes. and say, I have a 90-year-old mother at home, and she says she wants to have Thanksgiving with absolutely everybody in the yep. family. Yeah. And who is anybody to tell her, no, absolutely not, you can't do that? <laughs> or great point. here's the list of who's allowed and who isn't yep. when she's the person or, you know, she or he or whoever is the person who wants that. I mean, at some point you have to allow the people to. Yes, I'm pretty sure we understand what COVID is, what the risk is. It's been almost two years. People can make their decisions. I think, you know, partly clouding this and why people are not going to be as receptive to this message this time around is just the back and forth and back and forth. You know, when we had Dr. Tom Russo on earlier this morning, I think I began by, you know, kind of going through the last nine or ten months of what we've heard from people. And that is, you know, going from these are the best vaccines ever to, well, eh, you know, I don't know, after like a couple months, they don't work as well as we thought, so go get another shot. But also only people who haven't gotten any shots are severely sick with COVID and have to worry about it. Uh, So feel free to gather if you're vaccinated, but also if you're vaccinated, wear a mask uh, while you go anywhere. Uh, And I think in the end result, what you have is most people hearing that going back and forth and not, you know, what is going on here? It doesn't really make any sense. Makes your head spin. And they're just kind of saying, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to live. Yes. I'm going to try and go about this as best I can. I am going to listen to my doctors. I'm going to listen to common sense i am probably vaccinated most people are i if i'm not i've made my decision 
And most people who have not at this point are, are probably not going yes. forward to in the future, no matter what the governor or anybody else says. Yeah, a politician's not going to change their mind. And, and, you know, this could go back, you could point to yesterday or you could point to Monday, uh, where there was a, a virtual between Erie and Monroe counties, and they're talking about the capacity. And yes, you can see, anyone can go look it up. COVID hospitalizations in the Western New York region are up. But when you hear from a doctor at Buffalo General, who is saying that they're at about 110% capacity and 10% of those patients are COVID patients, and we're pointing the finger at COVID. This is what we have to watch out for, COVID, COVID. Well, even if you eliminated COVID, that means you're at 99% capacity. Right. So I, I, I'm not sure where my level of concern should be when we're talking about hospital capacity if we're eliminating that and still at 99% because there seems to be either another problem here that we're not looking at that's contributing to this or that maybe this is the way that things are usually running and we're now adding a little bit more to it. Yeah. Personally, I've never heard of hospital capacity until March of 2020, so I wouldn't know. You know what I mean? But it, that seems like, as you said, Brian, you're already going to have— well, I think people's problems that you can go back to 2017, years before, 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 and you'll have flu seasons— that's right. That might be particularly bad where hospital capacity always is coming up. There's articles all across North America during flu season almost every year talking, well, is this the year that hospital capacity becomes an issue? That's right. And, you know, it just becomes a little tougher to hear people talk about this as, you know, this is a major driving factor, hospital capacity. There's only so often you can hear something and, you know, really – take it i think people are going to you know right it's experience it's the example of the police officer pulling you over for rolling through the stop sign and then you stop right i think it's experience that teaches people the experience of the last two years it is not and how many times do you have to say it is not a politician standing behind a podium wagging a finger yeah. at everybody to somehow control something that seasonably is shifting almost the way you would expect it to anyways. That's right. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's going to happen. We're going to have COVID season right along with flu season. And um, you really can't every year, uh, I mean, I guess you could, but threaten to shut everything down again and relive early 2020. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people chiming in on our Volkswagen Abortion Park text board, 80309. Three zero. Um, a lot of text that you can't read um, <laughs> on the air uh, over, in, you know, almost to be expected. But uh, we do appreciate them, though, because we get to read them. Yes. And, you know, the one I do appreciate is we were talking about Pilot Field. It was named after a Pilot Freight, Pilot ah. Air Freight. That is so uh, the company that had the naming rights to the original Pilot Field, not as we surmised Mr. Pilot. Mr. Pilot was not the reason <laughs> it was named that way. That's <laughs> not, uh, it was not Mr. Pilot. So that's why we thank the people who uh, chime in on our Volkswagen. But maybe Pilot Freight was Mr. Pilot, right? So indirectly, Mr. Mr. Pilot. Mr. Pilot, indirectly, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and a lot of people chiming in about their Thanksgiving plans. What are you up to this Thanksgiving, Joe? Uh, we are going to. Since we're not going to talk between now and then. That's no, right. I'm sure I'll talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Going to run the turkey trot, as we did two years ago. Finally back to doing that in person. Uh, and then the 
afternoon, hang out with family and, you know, dinner, meals, probably that famous post-meal nap. Get that in early because you've got the uh, big football game that I'll only be watching on TV um, on Thanksgiving. So, you know, back to a normal Thanksgiving, uh, uh, full Thanksgiving table, probably two tables. Uh, a lot of food, a lot of good food, and, uh, hey, some great football on top of it. Yeah. Um, our Thanksgiving's obviously going to be a little bit different. It's We're be going to be awesome. to the Bills game. We did uh, this uh, week. We made a reservation for lunch. So we got a noon Thanksgiving luncheon. Some gator? At a place. And I, don't, I have no idea what's on the menu. All I know is that we were told you have to make a reservation somewhere or else you're going to be uh, eating at the drive through whichever one is open for a thing, because places are all booked up. Uh, the ones that have remained open, there's so many places down in New Orleans that have closed down over the last year. You go to their website, not really going to be there. Um, so that I am avoiding any sort of uh, family COVID talk or anything like that, no matter where we would have ended up That's great. on Thanksgiving. So that, I mean, not that that played into this, decision to go to the Bills game at all because that was the plan even before we knew it was going to be on Thanksgiving. Right. But uh, that is maybe a little bit of an added plus that everything everyone's talking about, all these polls, the asking vaccination status, the talk about COVID, you know, the stuff that I hate, by the way, that you have to kind of uh, go through every single day and then continuing that at the dinner table. All of that don't have to worry about this. See, uh, don't have to worry. Double jealous because not only do you, get, do you get to go to the Bills game, you get to avoid all of that in a fun <laughs> in a fun atmosphere of New Orleans on Thanksgiving. I, I cannot imagine a better setup for Thanksgiving. It's like a plus plus. Yes, not having to go through any of those because even if you have um, and I, I don't I wonder how many families are like this. Even if you have a family. I, maybe this is a, the the true 50-50. I don't believe that 50% are checking your card on the way into grandma's house. <laughs> I think that's probably a little much, uh, even if recent poll numbers would say so. Uh, but I do think it, is, it might be 50-50 of families who have a very divided uh, set of opinions, a very diverse political family, a very diverse thinking family, and families who are a little more uh, closer and tight-knit in their belief system. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that I, I would expect maybe 50-50. And maybe that's, you know, different in and of yourself. You know, you got dad's side and mom's side. And one of those sides is the side where you're like, oh, yeah, me and uh, everybody, we kind of get along on all of these issues so we don't have to worry about the fights or anything. And the other side is, well, you know, it's half in this or, you know, I'm the outcast. I don't think this way or that way. And you have that situation going on. I think, honestly, you know, one obviously sounds better than the other. I don't want to be in either of them. Right. This, yes. I, I don't want the conversation, even if everyone's sitting around in their little powwow and going, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. You know, everyone's agreeing and everyone's happy <laughs> slapping each other on the back. I don't even want that. Right. I, I don't want to have that discussion on a holiday that's, again. That's when you escape. And even though the Detroit game is always a bad game, you escape to the TV and watch the 1230 Lions game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's not even it, it, it's not even like an escape from the fam. I, I don't want to escape from family on right. Thanksgiving. You want to escape uh, that conversation? Yes, and that's even having the conversation 
with people you completely agree with, I think is uh, has to, even amongst the most politically driven of you out there. It gets old. Oh, my goodness. It has to have gotten so old by now that <laughs> even if you're talking with somebody you agree with and you would normally have a good time discussing some of these issues, um, <laughs> I mean... How are you not sick of it by now? Yeah, I, I, I would want to the same steer crap. clear of that totally. And I think the rule should be, I, I think you would normally have a rule around the dinner table. Hey, no politics, no religion. You know, what are the other topics that you're not supposed to talk about around the table? And I think normally that ro uh, rule is put up there because there's all these disagreements and fights that would take place. I think this year that rule is up there, not because of any disagreements or fights, just because I'm so sick of it. Yeah. I don't want to spend another time, especially a, a holiday that I'm supposed to be enjoying, having the same discussion. The same tired discussion. That I'm talking about yeah. every single day. Can we put, thank goodness the bills are on. Can we talk about this? I mean, what a what a reprieve uh, for everybody it's to be able to have that game later on. Something I always wanted, a Bills Thanksgiving game. And look at this. We get two and three years at, uh, well, four o'clock two years ago at night this year. Brian, speaking of football, before we get out of here, this is something I didn't tell you off air that I wanted to tell you on air because I think you're uh -oh. going to... I think you're going to call me an idiot for doing this. Why would you think that? Well, because I know you very well. So yesterday during the show, I was sitting here waiting to purchase something. And um, I bought a share of the Green Bay Packers. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I, that's, the, you did? that's the reaction I expected. Yeah. You bought it? Yeah. How much was it? Well, I don't want to give numbers. I mean, I can look it up in two seconds. Yeah. I'm going to find it's, it. Everyone's it going to find it. It was a $300 share. All right. And what do you get? So in return, you get a certificate that says you are an owner of a share of the Green Bay Packers Incorporated. And that's it? But you also get access to the exclusive shareholder store. You get to vote on all the crap. So, Oh, so you spent get, the money to spend more money for the privilege yes. of being able to spend more uh, money. You get okay. to you get to vote on the dumb crap that they send out. So that's pretty cool. Do you get like and season you get, tickets? No. But and you also get invited to the shareholders meeting. Oh, okay. Where you obviously get to vote on no, you get the to vote. direction of the team. You get to vote uh, during in the mail for actions that not on the field actions, but like actions the company wants to take. Oh, yeah, I know it's like dumb. which Pantone of uh, yellow is our helmet well, going to be? I'm going to vote. How many times do we, uh, can you wear the throwback jersey? I know it's dumb, but I don't know. I thought it'd be something cool to hang up, so that's what I did yesterday. I'm going to uh, type up and print out my own, saying yes. that I am a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> printed out at the computer here, and then we'll both have the same thing. Well, I wouldn't use this printer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have it notarized and everything. So now you are a pa so you're the enemy. No, I'm, I'm still a diehard Bills fan. I just wanted to say I, I don't think so. You are the owner of a different NFL team. Well, it was just to say I could. You're not wearing – you're wearing a shirt from a school in Virginia. Yeah. You own a team in Wisconsin. That's right. And yet you claim to be a Bills fan. That's right. I don't believe any of it. So Al can't be a Bills fan either? No, not if you own another team. Ask Terry Pagula. Hey, Terry, you know, who's your favorite I team? Think, I he think, better say the Bills. Uh, he might say the Bills. I'm not sure he's going to say the Sabres. Well, <laughs> he, he better say the Bills and not the Packers. 
Right. Because he owns the Bills. Now you own the Packers, so you're a Packers fan. No, I'm not. Have fun. Th- I'm going to get you an Aaron Rodgers jersey for your I birthday. I will not wear an Aaron Well, my birthday's uh, long past. I will not. Uh, will Christmas not, is what I meant. I will not wear an Aaron Rodgers jersey. I just you have to. You're a big, uh, you're a big uh, Packers fan. Big well, Packers, no. Uh, sure. No, I think you'd have to own more than one share to be a big fan. If we play the Packers in the Super Bowl, which they look like, I mean, the team to beat right now, I will you burn your share live on the air? If we play the Packers, if we yes. play the Packers in the Super Bowl, I will make that agreement. Will you denounce your share of the Packers yes. and burn the certificate on the air? I'm not going to swear to that yet because I haven't seen the certificate. I want to see what it looks like, but I will do something <laughs> symbolic, just as is symbolic as that piece of paper is. I don't know. You're going to sell it? You can't sell it. You can't sell it? No. So what's the what's the point? Just to have I was it. saying like I would do that. So I can sell it, and they probably, because they don't make them available that often, right. they'll grow. Like a PSL, the value would grow over some time? No, this, there's no, no financial benefit to it. Okay. <laughs> I would have asked you to you know, put that toward my car payment this month. I would have let you take it for a week. Oh, well, now you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you would have had heated seats yeah, yeah. going in. For a whole week. And I, would have to, I wouldn't have had to use gas. No certificate. But, you know, it would have been worth something. Well, next time. Next time you can stop me from making a dumb. This is why I didn't tell you yesterday, because I knew you'd stop me from doing it. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, congratulations. Joe's a Packers fan now. I am not a No, that's, that's fake news. Hashtag fake news. Until you burn that certificate. That, I, don't I would say it. half Green Bay Packers share owners are not Green Bay Packers fans. They just wanted to be able to say, they had a share of an NFL. If team. that was true, then they should be, you know, doing something. If half the shareholders, I would say half. then they should be, you know, let's ground swelling to get rid of their best players to tank the team. If you something had any kind like of control, that. but you don't. No. Okay. No. All right. Just checking. Well, I hope you enjoy it, Joe. It's a nice little Christmas gift for you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> when's the, when's uh, when's your next game? The pack. I don't know when the Packers' next game is. <laughs> The owner doesn't know when the Packers' next game is. You're about to be our authority on the uh, Green Bay Packers. I cannot wait until we beat you in the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm going to rub it in your face, Joe. You're not even going to be able to enjoy the Bills' Super Bowl victory over the Packers. I think I, I think in, in my lifetime I've given a lot more money to the Bills than the Packers. Hey, hey, you don't have a certificate. I don't believe you. <laughs> I will wear $300 worth of uh, Bill stuff next time we have we do a show together. <laughs> All right, two jerseys at a time. Um, all right, Joe, uh, Mr. Well, Owner. Enjoy New Orleans, Brian. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to miss you over the next couple of days. Uh, BMAZ and Beamer on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.